0: tuning in to BWE Empowerment Radio with Elder Marcia Boynton. She will be teaching on Women in the Bible. This show will air every Saturday at 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Thank you for joining us and enjoy the broadcast. Praise the Lord, everybody. Hallelujah. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Praise the Lord, everybody. Hallelujah. This is going to be a marvelous, wonderful day. And we thank God for another day. Breath in our lungs, blood in our veins. He kept us through the night, woke us up this morning. Praise the Lord, everybody. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's reason to be happy and joyful, beloved. The Lord is with us. God is good at all times. He never fails. Hallelujah. And we thank God for him today. We greet you this morning in the matchless name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. God bless you and good morning to you and welcome to Women of the Bible teaching series and bi monthly book club on BWE Empowerment Radio. I'm Elder Marcia Boynton. It is a pleasure, a privilege, and an honor to be back with you today, beloved. Hallelujah. We expect that the Lord will be with us and speak on this morning, and we are excited about the message that we have for today. Aren't you excited, beloved? Hallelujah. Today is a good day. You're alive and well. Thank you, breathing on your own. Glory to God. The Lord is with you. Let's rejoice in him. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, we give honor this morning to God the Father. We give honor to his dear son, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. To the Spirit of the Lord, Holy Spirit, have your way. Do whatever you want to do. You are welcome here, and we need you. We need you. We give honor to our CEO and founder, Dr. Jacqueline Renee King, To our overseer for BWE, Dr. Apostle Oscar Dowdell Underwood, glory to God, to all of the ministerial team and staff of BWE, praise the Lord, everybody, and to each and every one of you, beloved. If you're joining us this morning by phone, God bless you and welcome. If you're online, God bless you and welcome. And if you're joining us on social media this morning, we're so pleased to have you. Thank you for your support of this ministry, God bless you and good morning to you. Today we are continuing in our series: the Jesus, women worship, ladies love, and daughters delight. And don't you love the Lord? Don't you just love, don't you just adore Him and? Praise him and magnify him. Doesn't your soul and your heart just rejoice in your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ? Isn't he good at all times? And can't you say that no matter what's going on in your life, no matter how your day goes on the job or whatever is going on in your life, hallelujah, isn't that just something so special and unique, and wonderful, and blessed about Jesus Christ, and you just get down on your knees in the middle of the night, early in the morning, and just bless God, and thank God, and love on Him, and worship Him, and praise Him. Hallelujah. Jesus is so He's so tender, he's so kind, he's so good, meek and mild, yes. But hallelujah, Jesus also knows how to set it off if he has to. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Father, we bless you. Oh, yes, God, let, let's just pray right now. Glory to God. Almighty Father, we bless you and we praise you. We Hallelujah. We pray in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, who is Lord and Savior. Thank you so much, Father. Thank you for the precious gift of your son, for Jesus Christ, who is Lord. Jesus Christ, our good shepherd, who is the door. You are the son of God. You are the Christ. Jesus, hallelujah. We believe you. We believe you, Jesus. You are the Christ. You are the anointed one. You are the Messiah. You are the good shepherd. You are the door. You and your father are one. Thank you so much. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for keeping us. Thank you for coming to redeem us. Thank you for making atonement for our sins. Thank you for everything that you are. O oh, Prince of Peace, we lord and bless your name this morning. Glory to God. Son of God, Alpha and Omega, we bless you. Lily of the Valley, bright morning star, we praise you. Light of the world. We worship you and adore you and thank you for just a few moments this morning that we might come together in fellowship online and lift up the name of Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world, our hope, our expectation, our Redeemer, our Advocate, our High Priest over all of the house of Israel. Thank you so much. Lord God, you see and you know all. You know, all who are coming to be a part of this message this morning, and you know what every soul stands in need of. And you're faithful, and you're able, you can do anything but fail. You know, those who are hurting, Father, you know, those who are in need of healing, you know, each and every situation, the very hairs of our heads are numbered. You care for the sparrow. How much more, then, do you care for your sons and daughters who are made in your own image? Thank you for just a few moments this morning to lift up the name of your son, Jesus Christ. Have your way, Holy Spirit. Flood and saturate this atmosphere with your anointing. Release your anointing. Release your peace. Amen. Hallelujah. To someone who stands in need this morning, release your peace. There is an urgent need this morning. Yes, God. There is a soul with an urgent need this morning who has pressed his or her way to come on today. And we thank you, Father, for the message of the gospel, Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus Christ is Lord. Whatever you stand in need of, Jesus can do it. The message, the gospel of Jesus Christ is preached. The lame walk. The blind see Hallelujah Lepers are cleansed Jesus You are everything this soul needs And we bless you and thank you That you would meet that need Exceedingly and abundantly Above all that he or she asks Thinks or imagine And we thank you Father For the blood of Jesus Christ That was shed On the cross of Calvary That we may have life life eternally, life abundantly. We bless you, our good shepherd, and we thank you. Those who come in and out by you are saved and have green pastures, and we thank you for this. Father, have your way. Be glorified. Be glorified in the name of Jesus. Touch every heart, and we thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God. Amen. God bless you, beloved. God bless you, and good morning to you. And welcome to Women of the Bible Teaching Series and Bi-Monthly Book Club on BWE empowerment radio i feel like singing this morning do you feel like singing this morning jesus christ is lord hallelujah praise the lord <laughs> maybe i get a song for y'all next saturday amen god bless you and good morning uh Teresa. good morning darnese and mary god bless you sherry good morning lynette holman Thank you for your support this morning. Good morning, Sherelle and Nicolette. We're so pleased to have you. All of you who are on Facebook Live this morning, good morning, Dr. King. God bless you. Thank you for waking up this morning, for your support. God bless you, Catherine and Mary. Amen. Praise the Lord, everybody. This is the day that the Lord has made. Aren't you excited, beloved? Hallelujah. Aren't you excited? Praise the Lord. Let's talk about what we're going to do on today. Today we're in John's Gospel, chapter 10 and we're going to focus in there on some key statements that jesus makes and we are lifting up jesus christ who is lord in john's gospel chapter 10 good morning deborah and cynthia andy god bless you in john's gospel chapter 10 jesus tells us that he is the good shepherd he says i am the good shepherd i am the door of the sheep i and my father are one I am the Son of God. And he also says, the Father is in me, and I in him. Praise the Lord, everybody. We're going to be looking at John's Gospel, Chapter 10. We also had a reading assignment, The Politics of Jesus. The author is Aubrey M. Hendricks. And uh, you were asked to look over Part 2 of that book. I hope you're enjoying that. Amen. Uh, that's an an excellent book. It was actually recommended to me by another pastor, and I, I got it a couple of years ago. I, it's just very enlightening. I enjoyed it so much, and I hope that that book is a blessing to you as well. And we'll be looking at several scriptures this morning, so you're going to need your Bibles today. So if you don't have your Bibles ready, please get them out, and let's get ready to go into the Word of God in John's Gospel, Chapter 10. Praise the Lord, everybody, and good morning to you. I just want to make one brief announcement uh, for the month of May and June uh, we will be starting a new series and that series we're going to be looking at the mothers in the Bible, the mothers of the church, the women who serve in a who served in a matriarchal position we'll be looking at sarah we'll be looking at Rebecca and several others uh, mother 's Day is in the month of uh, may and we're going to be looking at the women who serve in those matriarchal uh, positions in the church in the kingdom of god amen god bless you you're a mother god bless you god bless your mother amen if your mother has passed on may her may she rest in peace amen we will see our mothers again hallelujah i lost my own mother uh, but, glory to God! I know that I will see her again. She has confessed Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Amen, so we'll be doing that for May and June. Praise the Lord, everybody. let get your Bibles out let's go to john's Gospel John's Gospel chapter ten. Now, we don't have much time this morning, and we certainly can't read the chapter entirely, but let's take a look at uh let's start in John's Gospel chapter ten. And let's start there at verse 1, and we're going to skip around a bit. Verse 1, and the word of the Lord there says, Most assuredly, and this is Jesus speaking, Most assuredly I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the doorkeeper opens, and the sheep hear his voice, And he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. And when he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. Yet they will by no means follow a stranger, but will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. And the Bible says there at verse 6, Jesus used this illustration, but they did not understand the things in which he spoke to them. So, who who is the they? There, the Bible says, they did not understand the things which he spoke to them. Jesus is speaking here to the Pharisees, to the religious leaders. He has just, Jesus has just opened the eyes of the blind man, and he told them in chapter 9, For judgment I come into this world that those who do not see may see, and that those who see may be made blind. Some of the Pharisees who were with him heard these words, and they speak to Jesus, Are we blind also? Jesus says to them, if you were blind, you would have no sin. But now you say, we see, therefore your sin remains. So Jesus here is speaking of the Pharisees, the religious leaders. And you remember the Pharisees. They are the strict interpreters of the law, of Sabbath-keeping, of uh, tithing. They are the strict adherence to the law of Moses. And you can do research on your own about the Pharisees and the religious leaders of Jesus' day. And most of what you will come back with um, will uh, declare that they're very, very strict law-keeping, rules, and tradition, and that their desire to obey the law of Moses oftentimes uh, was more so than their, their love of God or their love for one another. Um, so you can do That's a good topic to do research on is on the Pharisees and the religious leaders of Jesus' day. And we're going to talk about that just a bit on this morning. I'm going to draw out some things from our reading assignment as well. So let's continue in the text in the Bible, John's Gospel, Chapter 10. Ah, don't you love this verse? At verse 7, Jesus says to them, Jesus says to them again, Most assuredly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find green pasture. So let's stop right there for this morning, beloved. Jesus says to them, I am the door of the sheep. Now, he has just used an example of, of sheep and of shepherds, and it's an illustration Uh, and one that we may not be familiar with as it pertained to ancient Israel and ancient Palestine. So I want to share uh, something that I found in doing the research for this lesson today, uh, exactly what that means about a shepherd and sheep in ancient Israel. And uh, this is what is spoken there, that sheep as animals are totally dependent upon their shepherd, totally dependent the shepherd, the man or the woman, because there there are some female shepherds in the Bible, the shepherd or the shepherdess uh, or was that person, that individual who provided for the sheep, who guided the sheep, who protected the sheep and were their constant companions. The shepherds were inseparable from their sheep. And the shepherd would lead the sheep to safe places to, to graze and make them lie down for several hours in a shady place when nighttime fell. The shepherd had the responsibility of leading the sheep, the animals, to the protection of the sheepfold. Now, the sheep are described in some places as uh, animals who are not too bright. Um, They are followers by their nature. If one sheep fell off a cliff, the other sheep would go with that animal and fall off the cliff as well. So the role of the shepherd was extremely important and vital. Now, there were some great men of God. Who started out in their illustrious careers as shepherds, who started out taking care of animals and learning how to care for the sheep before they became rulers and had to care for God's people. And isn't that a blessed thing that there is a process, a period of preparation before an individual comes into ministry and caring for our souls, that they must first. Go through that process, that preparation period, in order to learn how to protect, how to provide, how to care, how to lay down their life. You know this through David. You know this through Moses. Uh, just to name a few. Amen. Praise the Lord. They had to go through that period of preparation of learning how to care for the animals. And their nature, the sheep as animals, isn't too different from us. We we have a propensity to be wayward. The Bible says all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. The the Bible describes Israel in the Old Testament as a stubborn and a stiff-necked people who who would just continually, repeatedly, cyclically come back to God and then leave him and disobey again, who, who who would sin and lay down and worship other gods and then come back and get with God. And this happened over and over again, and it resulted in numerous captivities for the Israelite people to Assyria and to Babylon, to many foreign oppressors. And so we have that same propensity. But Jesus says that he is the good shepherd. That he is the good shepherd That he is the door And that if any enter through him We shall be saved As followers of Jesus He is both our shepherd And he is our door as well Jesus, how, Jesus knows that the world is full of predators Of wolves Whose sole intent is to destroy us But thank God for the blood of Jesus Jesus tells us You have no need to fear the world for I have already overcome the world. He tells us that we are safely in his hand and none can snatch us out of his hand. Thank God for the blood of Jesus. Uh, thank God for the blood of Jesus. Glory to God. Thank God for Jesus Christ. So with animals that their nature is is that they're followers. But Jesus says, My sheep know my voice. My sheep know my voice and a stranger's voice they will flee from. When you hear someone, glory to God, who who is in ministry or preaching or teaching and something just doesn't quite right line up and your spirit might disagree with it, and you say, okay, you know, I'll see you later, and you walk off, you know the voice as his sheep. You know the voice of Jesus Christ. We know the voice of Jesus Christ. And the sheep as animals know the voice of their shepherd. Animals, Isn't there something? Animals can recognize the voice of their shepherd, that when that man comes to call them, glory to God, if that's the voice of the shepherd who's taking care of them, they will respond. But if it's someone else, they will not go. Now, if animals know the voice of their shepherd, How much more should we know and recognize the voice of Jesus Christ? We are his, accepted in the beloved, known by him. Glory to God. So Jesus here uses this illustration. He says not only is he the shepherd, but he is also the door. Only through Jesus is there salvation. Salvation, amen, we know there is salvation in no other name but Jesus Christ. There is salvation. There's no other name under heaven by which we are saved but Jesus Christ. Jesus says, I am the door of the sheep. If we want to find salvation, if we want to be saved, if we want to go to heaven, if we want eternal life, if we want forgiveness of our sins, if we want healing, if we want deliverance, whatever we need is in the name of Jesus. He says, I am the door of the sheep. Only through Jesus Christ is there salvation, and there is salvation in no other name. I I don't care how dressed up the, the religion is, you know, how celebrities are going there and how much money the people may have and what kind of cars the folk may be driving. There is salvation in no other name. We don't have to package up the gospel of Jesus Christ and put ribbons and bows, a whole lot of stuff on it, and money and and wealth and fancy cars and big houses. We don't have to package up the gospel of Jesus Christ like that, amen. Because Jesus says there is salvation in no other name, but in Jesus. And you know, to to the Israelites, to the Hebrews, to the Jews, at the time when Jesus was crucified, this, this is Jesus son of Mary, all of the uh, objections and opposition that there was to Jesus, that that he was demon-possessed, that Jesus was mad, that he was not yet 50, that he was not learned, glory, that no prophet came from Galilee, searched the scriptures, all of the opposition that there was to Jesus. His family came to see him and said he must be out of his mind, uh, he's crazy. Can you imagine this? If you're in ministry and you're doing God's will and you're doing what God calls you to do, and your family looks for you, and because of your your obedience to the will of God the Father, now your family says, uh, you know, my my daughter is crazy, my son has lost his mind. This is all of the opposition that Jesus is up against. And Jesus is in Israel, in Palestine. He's there, and he's, he's under this uh, Roman colonization, under the Roman rule, their tyranny, their oppression, and their violence. And at the same time, he's dealing with the religious leaders, who he describes in John's Gospel, chapter 10, as thieves and robbers. And why does he describe them as thieves and robbers? for the religious culture of the day, the climate and the atmosphere that exists. Now, where we are in John's Gospel, Jesus is just a few months away from his crucifixion. He has just opened the eyes of a blind man in John's Gospel, Chapter 9, and the religious leaders want to know who did this. And the blind man says to him, look, whether Jesus is a sinner or not, I don't know, but one thing I know, one thing I know is that I was blind, but now I see and they ask him again, and he says, look, I told you. I told you already, and you did not listen. Why do you want to hear it again? Do you also want to become his disciples? And they say to him, look, we're Moses' disciples. We know that God spoke to Moses, but as for Jesus, this fellow, we all know where he is from. And they take the man, and they throw him out of the synagogue, out of the church, because he believes in Jesus, because he believes that Jesus is the Christ. That Jesus is the Son of God,
1: he said I, I, if he's a sinner,
0: whatever he is, I don't know, but all I know is that I once was blind, but now I can see. Has it ever been your confession about Jesus Christ? I, I once was blind, I, look, I don't know you you say whatever you want to say about Jesus, but one thing I do know: I once was blind, but now I can see. Look, I don't know what happened, but I know yesterday I couldn't breathe too well, but thank God for the blood of Jesus. They prayed and they anointed me with oil, and I got my strength back. Amen, Jesus. You say what you want to say about Jesus and about Christianity, glory to God. But one thing, when you know God for yourself, when you know God for yourself, Amen. When you have a right relationship with Jesus Christ through faith, when you just believe that he is, glory to God. It don't matter to you what anybody has to say about your God. And here this blind man says, you say whatever you want to say about Jesus, say whatever you want to say about Christianity, about the church, about the pastor, about the ministry. But one thing I know, I once was blind and now I can see. Now I can see. And they take the man and cast him out of the church, and the same leadership comes to Jesus. And they talk to him, and Jesus tells them, look, I am the door. I am the door. If you want to get into heaven, and they pride themselves on being Moses' disciples, and glory to God, they're stuck in the law, stuck in the law. Look, we're Moses' disciples. The, the pastor who was here before you, Jesus' glory, Jesus as a pastor now has to compete, as a pastor now has to compete with the pastor who was before him with the memory of his congregation and their connection to the pastor, to the leader who came before him. And he has to pull them out of that. And when you serve in ministry, glory, you serve in ministry, and you have to pull people out of the rut that they are stuck in, and you have to compete with their memory of the pastor before them. And that pastor did it that way. And, you know, that pastor, we had Bible study on Thursday. And why does it have to be on Wednesday? So whatever their program was before, Jesus now has to bring them out of that rut and tell them as he speaks to us, look, I, I know you've heard it said before, and I for an eye, but I say to you, I know the the last uh, Bible study that you had said this, but I say to you, and I have blessed your enemies, love those who hate you. Bless them, don't curse. But I say to you, do good to those. If he slaps you on the cheek, turn the other way and let him slap the other. If he takes from you your coat, give it to him. Bless your enemies and pray for those who use you. This is Jesus teaching them. He's revolutionary. And they're stuck. They say, look, we're Moses' disciples. That's the, that's the way we've always done it. Glory. That's, this is the way that we've always done it. So who is Jesus then to come into their midst and tell them that he is the door? all of their teachings for years. Can you understand this? All of their teachings for years, for centuries, their hope and their expectation of a Messiah to come. And and what was that hope all about? Because Jesus will also say to them, I and my Father are one. I and my Father are one. When he says this, Jesus is claiming to be God. And we know that Jesus is God. John's Gospel it is written, and I'm reading from. I'm going to read from my uh, New King James Version Study Bible. John's Gospel is written as a persuasive argument for the deity of Jesus Christ, that Jesus Christ is both fully God and that He is fully human. A persuasive argument for the deity of Jesus Christ. It concentrates John's Gospel on presenting Jesus as the Word that is God who became a man, who became a man. And let's take a look at this in the beginning. Let's go to the beginning of John's Gospel. You have your Bibles, John's Gospel, chapter 1, verse 1. Turn that with me, beloved. Let's read this this morning. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. Jesus Christ always was He always was. He was always God. He is fully God, and he is fully human. John's Gospel, chapter 1, verse 14. Let's read that together. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. That's enough. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. The Word, God, God became flesh, born of a virgin Mary conceived in her womb by the power of the Holy Spirit, became flesh. God became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. John's Gospel, a persuasive argument for the deity of Jesus Christ. Let's go to the end of John's Gospel, John's Gospel, chapter 20. Turn now with me, beloved john's gospel chapter 20 at verse 30 you have your Bibles there read this with me and truly jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples which are not written in this book hold on let's stop right there jesus did many other signs which are not written in this book okay jesus did more Okay, that's all right. Let's continue reading. But these are written, praise God, that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you may have life in his name. These are written. The signs are written in John's Gospel. The signs that are written are written in John's Gospel by John. In order that we may believe, that we may have faith to know that Jesus is, is the Christ, that Jesus is the Son of God, okay? And that by believing in Jesus, we may have life in His name. Jesus says, I am the door of the sheep. Only through Jesus is salvation. John records for us here. By believing in Jesus, we may have life in His name. In whose name? In whose name? That we may have life in whose name? In whose name is John referring to here? In the name of Jesus. Salvation is found in no other name. So all of the signs that are written here, what signs are we talking about in John's Gospel? All of the signs that are written here, glory to God, all of the signs that that attest to Jesus' deity, the miracles in the Gospel of John are called signs because they point to to Jesus' divine nature. And John records many signs. Glory, we know about Jesus changing the water into wine. In chapter 2, Jesus healing a man's son. In chapter 4, healing a lame man, multiplying the bread and the fish, walking on the water. Jesus healing a blind man and raising Lazarus' glory. They show that Jesus is God, that he possesses power Over nature. We have other indications of Jesus' deity. It includes the testimony of John the Baptist, of Nathaniel, of the blind man, of Martha, of Thomas, and not to mention Jesus' own words about himself. Fully man. And fully God, John urges us to trust in Jesus for eternal life. And our trust is built on our belief, our faith, that the Father is in Christ and that Christ is in the Father. Just as Jesus tells us that Jesus came from God and that God sent him and that Jesus is the Son of God. John tells us the most important message of the Bible that we believe and follow Jesus because he is the way to eternal life and that there is no other way, that salvation is found in no other name. I am the door of the sheep. Only through Jesus, he says, is there salvation. When Jesus says, I and my Father are one, that is his claim to be God, that he is God, that I am the Son of God, his claim to be God. The Father is in me, and I am in him. This is Jesus speaking to tell us that he is God, he is the Son of God. Glory to God! And in spite of his, his, his Jesus is uh, telling, telling the people, "Yes, I am my Father are one. Yes, I am the Son of God." Let's go back to John's Gospel, chapter ten. Turn with me back there. Jesus tells us plainly. Does he not? Does he not? Does he not tell us plainly? And then when we get to John's Gospel, chapter ten. Now I told you we were going to be skipping around in in John's Gospel a bit. Let's go down, beloved, to verse 22, and let's read that together. Now it was the feast of dedication in Jerusalem, and it was winter, and Jesus walked in the temple in Solomon's porch. Then the Jews surrounded him and said to him, "How long do you keep us in doubt? If you are the Christ, tell us plainly. If you are the Christ," Tell us plainly. And Jesus answers, I told you, and you do not believe. The works that I do in my Father's name, they bear witness of me. But you do not believe, because you are not of my sheep. As I said to you, Jesus says, my sheep hear my voice. I know them, and they follow me. And I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all and no one is able to snatch them out of my father's hand i and my father one. one oh my god isn't that just so reassuring to you on this morning amen jesus if you're if you're having any doubt or uncertainty whatsoever about jesus christ let's read that again glory to god uh, hallelujah this uh, let's read this together again jesus says My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Hallelujah! Isn't that reassuring to you on this morning as we lift up the name of Jesus Christ? As we lift up His name, glory to God! They follow me. I give them eternal life. Eternal. Jesus gives us eternal life. Where else can we find this eternal life? Who else can, what other God is there that can give us this eternal life? There is no other. Jesus says, I am the door. He is the way, the truth, and the life. I am the bread from heaven, the manna from heaven, the light of the world. Glory to God, Jesus. Hallelujah. The light of the world. Glory to your name, Jesus. Let's continue reading. Amen. And he says here, they shall never perish, neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand no one can snatch you out of the hand of jesus christ no one can separate us from the love of jesus christ no one no one no high thing amen no principality no power no depth no height nothing can separate us from the love of god nothing can take us out of god's hand my father who has given them to me? We have been given to the Son Jesus Christ by God the Father. Amen. Hallelujah. Given them to me. Amen. My Father has given them to me, and my Father is greater than all. Hallelujah. When you know who your Father is, you know you. You know when you know your Father is. When you know who your Father is, who your Father in heaven, you can start dragging on him. Like Jesus here is Jesus. He's boasting, ain't he? On his Father, he says, "Look, my Father." is greater than all. When you know who your father is, when you know your father in heaven that he owns the cattle on a thousand hills, you can speak, amen, into that situation. Whatever it may be, I don't know, homelessness, poverty, wait a minute now, my father owns the cattle on a thousand hills. When you know the power of your father in heaven, who he is, you can brag on him and speak about him over your situation speak life amen the power of life and death is in the tongue you can speak about your father and declare his glory and his power and his authority whatever you're going through start bragging on your father in heaven hey amen well my child is sick hey, Lord, my father in heaven is greater than all amen Jesus well, hallelujah I don't know how I'm gonna get these but my father in heaven is greater than all. For glory to God. I, the, 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 I'm trying to restore some relationships. My father is greater than all. Hallelujah. To whatever it is that you're going through, whatever it is. My mother is sick. All the cancer. Amen. The doctor's report. Amen. And Jesus, my father is greater than all. And Jesus tells us, he says, look, my father is greater than all y'all. All right. Let me let me let me let you know this. My father is greater than all. He's bragging on his daddy. Amen, Jesus. Brag on your father. Greater than all. Whatever it is, my father is greater than all. And no one is able to snatch them out of my Father's hand. Look, I don't know what you think, amen, Jesus, but Jesus says here no one is able to snatch them out of my Father's hand. Let me let you know something right quick. My Father is greater than all, and no one is able to snatch them out of my Father's hand. Look, you might be able to go and take that amen to those people who are ruling over you, but my Father in heaven. It's greater than all. No one is able to snatch them out of my father's hand. And then Jesus says, and this is what really says, see, if Jesus was just bragging about his father in heaven and, and the father of the Jews in heaven, maybe they could have stayed on the same page and everything would have been all right. And Jesus comes and brags to them about their father in heaven and tells them how great their father, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob is. But when Jesus when Jesus comes and he says, uh, Jesus here at verse 30 says, I and my father are one. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Jesus was good. You know, it was all right until he said, I and my father are one. And then it says the Jews took up stones again to stone him. Now, why y'all going to stone Jesus? It was good, wasn't it? It was good. You know, my father is great. Yes, yes. And then he says, I, my father, are one." And they take up stones to, again to stone him. And Jesus says, many good works I have shown you for my father. For which of these works do you stone me? And they answer him, for a good work we don't stone you, but for blasphemy, because you being a man make yourself God. Amen, Jesus. And Jesus goes on to tell them, he says, I don't. Now, I don't do the works of my Father. Or rather, he says, if I do not do the works of my Father, do not believe me. But if I do, though you do not believe me, believe the works that you may know and believe that the Father is in me and I in him. So they seek all the more to seize him, but Jesus escapes out of their hand. He says, if you don't believe me. Glory to God. If you don't believe me for what I'm saying, amen, believe the works. Believe what I'm doing. Believe the signs. We just read it. John says all these signs that we may believe and know that Jesus is the Christ. Now, do you know that word translated for believe in John's gospel is used 99 times? 99 times that word is used in the gospel of John, that they would just believe that Jesus is the Christ. They would just believe that Jesus is the Christ. Now, what does that mean that Jesus is the Christ? There was a messianic hope in ancient Israel. the The Israelites, the Hebrews, the Jews, the nation of Israel. Let's say Israel. Israel, for centuries, had been uh, had been spoken of, spoken to rather regarding the coming of a Messiah, and the prophets of Israel had foretold the coming of a Messiah. All the prophets spoke of a day when the God of Israel would come to earth, when he would take flesh upon him, and when he would become their Savior and their Redeemer. You can see this in Isaiah chapter 9, the Messianic hope that existed amongst this covenant people. Unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is is given. The government shall be upon his shoulder. His name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace there shall be no end upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom to order it and to establish it with judgment and with justice. From henceforth even forever the seal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. But when this long-awaited day arrived, many of the Jews failed to see that the prophecies were fulfilled and rejected Jesus as the Messiah. And here they come in chapter 10 and say, Look, Jesus, if this is you, if you're the one... Why don't you just tell us plainly so that we can believe and know? But many Bible scholars speak of their questioning Jesus at this time. as as trying to set jesus up because if jesus confesses that he is the christ if he says yes i am the christ then they can cause him to incriminate himself and they have some kind of evidence to go back to rome and say uh look you know this this man is here and he's saying that he is the christ and he is a threat and as we know the jews will go on to say we have no king but see And if Jesus does not say that he is the Christ, he's denying the truth about himself and about his father. So Jesus comes out, there's no question. Jesus comes out, it's just a matter of faith of their believing in Jesus because he says, I am the son of God. I am the good shepherd. I am the door. I am my father, a one. The father is in me and I in him. He tells them plainly. But they ask the question, well, if you are this Christ, tell us plainly. So the, the people of Israel here have, have come to see the Messiah not as someone who is going to provide atonement for their sins or who's going to uh, usher us into this kingdom of heaven, a spiritual kingdom, but beloved, the, 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 the this stiff-necked people who despise the words of plainness, who have killed the prophets, and because of their blindness, amen, because of their blindness, stumbled upon the stone of Jesus Christ upon which they might build and have a safe foundation. The expectation of an anointed deliverer, the messianic hope, amen, was there for centuries. And they knew that there was to be someone to come. The Lord thy God will raise up unto thee a prophet from the midst of thee of thy brethren, like unto me, unto him ye shall hearken. These are the words of Moses, uh, as recorded in Deuteronomy. Uh, that the Messiah is to sit on David's throne, according to Isaiah 9, as he just read. But Jesus demon-possessed, mad, no prophet from Galilee, Jesus, out of his mind, not yet 50, not learned, not studied, hangs on the cross, and he pleads, he suffers, and he dies. So have the people who don't believe, have they truly been redeemed? Now, Jesus has to deal with the thieves and the robbers, with the the Pharisees and the religious leaders. According to our reading assignment, the Pharisees and the religious leaders were those who uh, they were of priestly excess. They had lavish lifestyles, oppressing the poor, women, and widows, who abused their power and their trust. Uh, there was a, an air of entitlement and elitism in the upper echelons of the priesthood. Uh, you know, There were blind leaders, Jesus described them, bogus and of Satan. There was rampant injustice and an unbiblical status hierarchy. All Jesus had against this was the word of God. And that's all that we need, beloved, is the word. That's all that Jesus had, the word. And here he is, the word in the flesh. He had a movement, the author tells us. He had a movement. This is all that he has as he goes up against Rome the tyranny and the injustice, and they're exploiting the people whom they are called to serve. This is all that he has, is the Word of God. And all of his miracles point to his divine nature, that he's fully God and that he is fully human, that he is the Christ, that he is the Messiah, that he fulfills God's promises to Israel, that he is the Son of God and God in the flesh. But at the time, the prophetic, uh, rather the political climate The political climate that Jesus is in, we see that the religious leaders, according to our reading assignment, desire to keep peace under the eyes of Rome. And so, therefore, they kept a close watch on any prospective messiahs, including us. So here is Jesus, and he tells us that he is the Son of God. He tells us that the Father and him are one. So they are keeping a close eye on Jesus a very close eye, a very watchful eye. And here in the text, John's Gospel, chapter 10, they pick up stones to stone him, and they tell him, because he, a man, has made himself God. And Jesus is God. He tells us, believe. Ninety-nine times that word is used in the book of John for believe. Not believe, just believe that I am. Lord, just believe that I am. Thank you, Jesus, that he is the Son of God, that he is the good shepherd, Amen. She is our good shepherd. Glory to God. Our, Our true and our legitimate shepherd who enters, hallelujah, who enters in the way that is proper and who enters in the way that is prepared. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus has to deal with the political and the spiritual leaders who were called shepherds in the ancient world. But he explains to us that not everyone among the sheep is a true shepherd. Some are like thieves and robbers. uh, Glory, some are like thieves and robbers. And there is a door, a proper way to gain entry, a proper way to gain entry. The religious leaders gain their place among God's people through personal and political connections through formal education, through ambition, manipulation, or corruption. But Jesus Christ is the legitimate way. God calls his shepherds. He calls his shepherds, he calls his pastors, and anyone who comes in any other way but by Jesus Christ is a thief and a robber in the sheepfold, who comes not by Jesus Christ but any other way, amen, is a thief and a robber, glory to God. And this is what Jesus tells us. He tells us, amen, Jesus, that he is the way and the only way, that he is the way, that he is the truth, and that he is the life, and that we know his voice that we know his voice, and when we hear a voice of another, we will not follow. He says he is the door to the sheep. Glory to God. Jesus has just had to deal with this man who has been excommunicated from church. Glory to God. Uh, can you imagine this? Someone has been kicked out of the church because they believe in Jesus. They've been kicked out of the church because they believe in Jesus. Amen. And he speaks to him, and he tells him, glory to God. Have you ever... Glory, have you ever suffered for believing in Jesus? Glory, have you ever, amen, been marginalized or ostracized or excommunicated or put out, amen, for believing in Jesus? And the people who put this man out in John's Gospel, chapter 9, are not even the true shepherds. They're false shepherds. And they put out the one whom God has revealed himself to. But the Bible says it's done to the green wood, it shall be done unto the dry. And we we shouldn't expect that this is not going to happen when the Bible clearly says to us that it will. But Jesus here says, those who go in and out by me shall find green pasture. As we prepare close this morning. Those who go in and out shall find pasture. And what does this mean? Jesus here is speaking about a settled and a satisfied life enjoyed by his sheep. Those over whom he exercises a shepherd's care. Glory to God. Glory to God. Those over whom he exercises a shepherd's care. To go in and go out, that's a common Old Testament expression. Uh, You know, it it means a free activity of daily life. You can see that in Jeremiah 37, 4, and Psalm 121, Deuteronomy 28, uh, Psalm 23, amen. And Jesus tells us in the same chapter, I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly, in contrast to the unfaithful and illegitimate leaders who Jesus says have come to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Jesus comes to give life, to give life and to give abundant life, amen, to give life abundantly. Have abundant life, amen. A, a satisfaction and a contentment in Jesus, amen. Jesus, with stamina, with energy, amen. The ability to do things, an overflow of enjoyment, hallelujah. When you have abundant life because of Christ, you give glory and honor to Christ. Jesus says, He is the good shepherd, amen. The good shepherd, glory to God. What a wonderful shepherd Jesus is to give His life for us, glory to see the thieves and the robbers coming, and Jesus goes toe-to-toe with religious leaders. Glory to God. He could be seen as seditious, as rebellious, but he goes toe-to-toe with those false religious leaders who have usurped that position in the church. Amen. And he tells them, I am the good shepherd. I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. I am the manna from heaven. Glory to God. He also speaks in John's Gospel, chapter 10, to say, I have other sheep which are not of this fold. Them also I must bring, and they will hear my voice, and there will be one flock and one shepherd. That he must bring other sheep. He's speaking here of the Gentiles, that he's not just going to give his life for the Israelites and for the Hebrews, for the Jews, amen, that he's going to give it for the Gentiles because of his grace, because it is the merciful design and loving purpose of God that he should taste death, for every man, that there be one shepherd and one flock,
1: and no longer
0: Jew nor Gentile, Greek nor Roman, male nor female, one flock and one shepherd. Amen. One family. Amen in the name of Jesus. Jesus the power to lay down his life and to take it up again. Now this God, Jesus, glory, this God, hallelujah, hallelujah, this Jesus, there's a division among the Jews because of everything that he's speaking in John's Gospel, chapter 10. Yes, they call him a demon and say that he is mad. Amen. And they say, these are not the words of one who has a demon. Can a demon open the eyes of the blind? Amen, Jesus. Can a demon open the eyes of the blind? What a shepherd this is. What a God this is. What a Lord this is. The Jesus woman worship. Ladies, love, and daughters delight, and is it any wonder, is it any wonder that Mary and Martha love and serve Jesus? That a Samaritan woman drops her water pot and goes back to the town and tells the men, Come see a man who told me everything I ever did. Could this be the Christ? Could this be the one that we have waited centuries for? The root event of faith for the people of Israel was the exodus, and we've said this before: the Exodus, Hallelujah! The Exodus, when the children of Israel came out of Egypt, and they went through dry ground, and the waters, the waters closed in on Pharaoh and all of his horses and his chariots and his men, and that was some glory. That was some glory. But when Jesus comes, centuries after. And all the hope and the expectation, waiting for the fulfillment of the prophetic word, praying that the the words of the prophets weren't in vain about this Messiah to come to be betrayed for 30 pieces of silver, to be born, amen, in Bethlehem of Judea. Glory to God. When Jesus comes and he answers the call and he obeys God, the Father, he's Bleeding and he's dying on a cross, and what glory is there in a broke man dying and suffering and bleeding on a cross? But Jesus rose, and he says it was necessary for him to suffer. It was necessary for him to suffer in order that he might make atonement for our sins. And he rose on the third day, ascended to God the Father in heaven, is seated there for us, making intercession for our sins, And Jesus will come again in the same manner that he left, with the angels ascending and descending upon him. And there is salvation in no other name but Jesus. So John's Gospel, Chapter 10, I am the poor. Jesus says he is the way and the only way, only way. I am the way, the truth, and the life. Is there any wonder that we love him because he first loved us? that we worship him and adore him and praise him and bless him and magnify him, that a sinful woman would come and fall down at his feet and open up an expensive jar of alabaster uh, and anoint Jesus for his burial and wipe his feet with her hair and her tears. Is it any wonder that we love him so much? Because he first loved us, because he gave his life for us, Because he is the Christ, he is the Messiah, and salvation is in no other name. What a God we serve. Isn't God wonderful? Isn't he awesome? Hallelujah. Isn't he worthy of praise, of glory, and of honor? Isn't he the door? Salvation is in no other name. There's no other name. There's no other name. There's no other way. He is the door. The Christ the Messiah, the fulfillment of all of God's promises to Israel, the Son of God, God in the flesh, Jesus Christ is Lord. Are you saved, beloved? Do you know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior? Praise the Lord. Is there one this morning? Maybe this, I don't know. I'm not sure. Are you grateful for the opportunity that we can just come together and talk about Jesus Christ? Amen. Are you saved, beloved? I want to pray with you this morning, if there's just one, as we close this morning. Dr. King, thank you so much. Romans 10:9 says that if we believe in our heart and confess with our mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, we shall be saved. If you believe in your heart, beloved, you confess his name this morning, amen, in the name of Jesus. Believe in your heart, confess with your mouth, hallelujah, the Lord Jesus, amen, hallelujah, come on. There's one this morning, amen. Amen, there's one this morning. Believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead. You will be saved. Just pray with me quickly. And Father, I confess that I am a sinner. I believe, Jesus, that you died for me, and that you rose again on the third day in accordance with the scriptures. Hallelujah. Thank you. Yes, God. Come on, I know there's one. Yes, God, come on, just say it, amen. Let's make this declaration of faith this morning before we close, amen. Hallelujah. Father, come live in me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Help me to obey you from this day forward. I repent. Cleanse me of all sins filled with unrighteousness, says the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God bless you, daughter. Welcome home. God bless you, son. Welcome home. God bless you, man of God. Welcome back. Amen. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. If that's you, hallelujah, just say, I I believe. I believe, Jesus, that you died for me. You rose on the third day in accordance with the scriptures. Help me to live a holy lifestyle in the name of Jesus. Wash me in your blood. Cleanse me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Renew my mind. Amen. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah, the blood of Jesus, hallelujah, cover you, wash you, dress you up, amen, in Jesus' name, God bless you, I say by the blood of Jesus, hallelujah, i confess my sins, it's over, it's a new day, hallelujah, hallelujah, by the blood of Jesus, I am saved, I am forgiven, and I am made free, Holy Spirit fill you bless you, teach and instruct you in all our ways. God bless you and welcome home. Heaven is rejoicing over you. If you've just made that declaration of faith this morning. may the Lord be with you. I'm Elder Marcia Boynton. God loves you. And we will be back next Saturday morning, God willing, at 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time with more Women of the Bible Teaching Series and Bi-Monthly Book Club on BWE Empowerment Radio. Go in peace, beloved. God loves you, and so do I. Amen.